ladies and gentlemen, and even regular men, Cardinal fans, thanks for listening to Pitchers Hit 8th podcast episode number 11. Uh, it's, again, been a little bit of a boring off-season break between shows, but uh, Josh, I, I think we got some interesting things to do on this show. You, yeah. More than just interesting, Nick. I think there's a lot more going on than uh, what your normal, typical Cardinals fan would probably even think, given that all the fireworks happened quite a long time ago now, way back in December. And uh, I, for one, will take a nice, quiet month of January, and uh, let's get it going. Indeed. Uh, the Cardinals have kind of settled in. Um, as we're speaking right now, it is uh, Sunday, and hopefully we'll have this up later yet this evening for y'all to listen to, but uh, Sunday is the first day of workouts for pitchers and catchers in Jupiter. And gosh, you know, as often or as as much as we were complaining of, over the winter about baseball not being around, it sure seems like it wasn't that long ago that the Cardinals were raising the trophy in St. Louis. It, it definitely doesn't feel like uh, your, your typical – off season and and now that the defending champs once again have uh, a completely well not a completely but a quite a quite a large makeover to them uh, the next few months here are gonna just go screaming by and and I for one man and can't can't wait to get back into it no doubt and as you mentioned already things have kind of settled down for the Cardinals they had that tumultuous few months after the World Series ended and. We've got a new manager, a new pitching coach, uh, a new first baseman, a new right fielder, and uh, what am I what am I leaving out here? Oh yeah, well, we we've got a, we've got a new starting pitcher, uh, <laughs> new for this year, anyways. Uh, new, yeah, new again, old Back old again. is new. That's right. So uh, again, things have kind of settled down on the field for the Cardinals. They've reported uh, pitchers and catchers reported yesterday. Um, they were only required to to uh, check in yesterday, and today was the first full workout. Um, and, uh, as such, Josh and I decided to focus on something a little different for this show, um, which may wind up being one of the last shows where we're not focusing primarily on, uh, on baseball action that's actually going on. Um, but interesting nonetheless, I think, Josh, we talked to four of the 50 finalists, uh, to be in the MLB Fan Cave in New York in 2012. Uh, the four finalists, naturally, um, are the four Cardinal fans that uh, have made it that far out of an initial group of 22,000 that applied. So 22,000 cut to 50, and there's four Cardinal fans in there, Josh. That's insane. That's uh, How would you like to be one of the people that has to watch 22,000 videos? Yeah, I mean, it, well, and then have to remember which 50 were best. <laughs> I mean, you're, uh, I, I'm sure you're taking down notes as you go, and you watch the first 100, and you think, oh, well, this one's really good. And then yeah. you get to the next 100, and, and the ones that you noted in the first 100 were like, well, those don't seem so great anymore. Um, yeah. It, it, certainly an interesting process, and, and we've learned from, from talking to these folks that that the goal for them now is to gain as much publicity as they possibly can in advance of Wednesday's vote uh, to narrow the field down to 30, the group of which those 30 will head to Arizona 
and uh, and participate in what seems like a series of of drills almost to see who they think will be the best candidates to uh, to get into that place in New York and and from there it almost sounds like they've turned it into a reality show thing. A little bit. Uh, anybody that's familiar with it from last year where it was just a couple of guys, it's uh, they've revamped it quite a bit. Uh, from what we understand, we're not exactly sure how many people are going to be coming and going or how many people they're actually going to take to New York, but it does sound like not only are they going to have to compete to get there, but from what we our understanding is they're going to have to compete throughout the season to stay in the fan cave. So that's definitely a, a different take on uh, something that I, I honestly, when they started it, I, I wasn't sure what I thought, but you know, a lot of the players got involved and it, it really kind of sounded like it ended up being uh, pretty sweet. And with the all-star game being back in the Midwest this year and in, in Kansas city, I'm, I'm curious uh, how all that's going to play into it. Uh, sure. Sure, and the Cardinal manager will be there. The former, I'm sorry, the former Cardinal manager will be there. The current manager will probably be there too. Probably. Uh, so again, we talked to four of the finalists by name, and and you can find them on the MLB Fan Cave voting page. It's MLB.com forward slash Fan Cave. Click on the Vote Now button, and you can see all 50 videos. Again, obviously we're focusing on the Cardinal fans that are that are up to be voted in and you can pick them out real easy by the big cardinal logo next to their name we talked to sam springley kelsey shea weinrich kyle thompson and nick strotman josh we've got these uh these four interviews all queued up why don't we just we'll just kind of roll through them rapid fire here and then uh and then we'll come back and close it up enjoy some musical stylings between the interviews and uh as always please come back We're joined currently by Kyle Thompson, one of the Cardinal fan finalists to take one of two spots in MLB's fan cave. And uh, and we're going to talk to Kyle a little bit about his history as a Cardinal fan and what his expectations for uh, possibly spending a, a season in New York. Kyle, how are we doing today? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us. I guess we'll start uh, the same way we, we start with a lot of our guests, and seemingly everyone has their own story about how they became a Cardinal fan, and, and tell us a little bit just about how uh, how you became to be a Cardinal fan and, and what uh, what that means to you, I guess. Yeah, sure. Um, it's a relatively simple story. As, as a little kid growing up, you know, I started baseball the same year Sandlot came out, and so from a very early age, I had an appreciation and an interest in baseball. Um, but I kind of bounced around from team to team because neither one of my parents were sports fans, much less baseball fans. And so it wasn't like I just assumed their, their fandom of whatever team, but, uh, I, I'm a redheaded, I was a redheaded kid. And, uh, so when Mark McGuire was traded from the 
the athletics over to the Cardinals in 1997. You know, there were a lot of people who said, hey, you look like Little Mac, and, you know, I kind of hit some home runs for the teams that I was on at that time. And so I said, you know what, forget it. From now on, I'm going to be a Cardinals fan. And my dad made it official. He bought me my first new era fitted hat. He bought me the road Cardinals hat. And I said, all right, no matter what happens, I'm going to be a Cardinal fan. And I believe that year they were fourth in the Central, and they were they were pretty dang terrible. And then there was the somewhat magical season of '98. And you know why I say somewhat. So, uh, but it was it's been great ever since. And you know, there's been down years and there's been up years. But you know, making that decision when I was in seventh grade really paid dividends last year following that World Series run. <laughs> sure it did. Sure it did. Now, uh, are you located in a place where you can get to St. Louis to see games in person, or or uh, pick up KMOX, or or how how do you follow the Cardinals? Well, I follow the Cardinals used to uh, whenever I was in junior high and high school and college. It was only online because uh, there was nowhere. I I grew up in southwest Oklahoma, a lot in Oklahoma, and the only Cardinal games that were on were the nationally televised ones. But as soon as I moved to Edmond, Oklahoma, which is just right outside Oklahoma City, uh, the Cox station here would actually carry Fox Sports Midwest. So I was able to watch watch more of the games and watch the players and um, – the last year, you know, I added different tiers to my cable packages to make sure that I had Fox Sports Midwest, and that's how I've caught up with, kept up with them. Because again, you know, in Oklahoma, we have a AAA affiliate of the Astros in Oklahoma City, but uh, in the in the Red Hawks. But beyond that, there's just not really much. But a lot of people are here are either Ranger fans or Cardinal fans because those are the two closest teams to us. Kyle, this is Josh. Again, we wanted to thank you for joining us and. Uh... Being from the the Midwest, and and now that I live in uh, both Missouri and I work in Oklahoma, it's uh, I understand how hard it can be to uh, to follow along with the Cardinals when you're not able to you know catch them on a on a daily basis. But luckily, cable has helped quite a bit with that. What made you decide to say, hey, I'm going to throw my hat into the ring for this fan cave thing? Well, I, I knew it was going on last year. I remember seeing the application and thinking, oh, that's that's pretty cool, but I didn't really give it much thought. Um, this year, I knew that they were doing it again. Uh, I finished my Master's of Business Administration in December, and so after you get done with the Master's program, I did an accelerated program, so I was pretty spent mentally. And So beginning of January, I kept seeing these advertisements on SCLCardinals.com and on the MLB website. Uh, to make sure you get in your application for the fan cave before the end of the month uh, to be considered. And I looked at the application, and there were two essays that were baseball-related. And for me, I spent, you know, the majority of my master's program writing about things that weren't necessarily my favorite topics. Um, And so I saw this, and I'm like, well, baseball is my favorite topic, so I'm just going to fill out these essays because it seems fun. And so I sent in the application, and, um, you know, they contacted me and said, hey, we liked your application. Can we see a video of you explaining why you're the most – entertaining and deserving fan to be in the fan cave and then uh, I did that video and uh, if you guys have seen that video you obviously saw I took a little bit of a different spin on uh, what was required and I just uh, tried to make it a little bit more fun and you know here we are on top 50 out of 22,000 applicants. Oh, Kyle that's awesome. Uh, I'm just curious uh, you, you know you said you saw it last year and obviously it was a magical season in 2011. Do you think with the Cardinals being the World Series champs, do you think that helps or hurts your chances? Uh, I don't think it really has any type of uh, bearing on my chances. And the, and the reason being is because, you know, even if, like, I just, I'm only using them as an example because I don't think they have any finalists, but even if the Royals 
representative was in the top three. It's all to how you are. Like, it's the type of person you are on camera. It's how you work with people. It's how smart you are. It's how much attention to detail you have. So um, the only thing I could say that maybe representing the Cardinals in the fan cave is that there may have been a few more people apply this year that are saying, yes, I'm a Cardinals fan because they were just caught up in the magic uh, happenings of last season, but yeah, I don't. I don't think it really affects uh, whether or not I make it to New York City. Uh, Kyle, you told us a little bit about the process already, and and I don't know what sort of gag orders, if any, you're under from the folks at MLB. But uh, you talked about submitting your entry, filling out some essays, and and I know now there are videos online for all the finalists. Can you just give us a little insight into the? What the process has been like for you? So you filled out the applica- you filled out the application, all the essays. Um, is the video part of that, and and that's what they've judged you on as well? Do you have phone interviews? Uh, just fill us in a little bit on what that's been like for you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they contacted me after the uh, application was filled out, and I submitted the video. And then from the application and video, the combo of the two, they select their top fifty. And so from here, they're going to narrow it from 50 to 30. And that ends on the 22nd of this month. And they're narrowing, they're narrowing the field down by 20 uh, to a number of 30 based on three things. And number one is the original submission. So that's the video that you made and the application that you made, the quality of it. Number two is they put all 50 of the finalist videos up on their MLBFanCave.com website and fans can go on there and vote as many times as they want to for their favorite videos. So it's based on the amount of votes. And third is based on the amount of media buzz that you can create around your campaign to get into the fan cave. So that's, you know, doing a podcast, being on sports radio, uh, having a newspaper write a story, trending on Twitter, like like getting someone famous to retweet you. So who can create that amount of buzz? And so uh, on the 22nd, which is next Wednesday, they're going to narrow down to 30, and those 30 people are actually sent to Arizona for spring training. And for three or four days, Major League Baseball is going to evaluate your talents and you know see how you are on camera. They're probably going to get you to interact with some players, do some skits. And from there, it's a little different than last year because last year it was just two guys that were in the fan camp for the whole season. This year, there's going to be six, seven, or eight people that are moved to New York City, and then it will be a competition to stay there. So, yes, you made it to the fan cave if you're in that top six to eight, but in order to stay there, it's kind of like an American Idol type of contest that periodically there will be eliminations where fans and supporters will have to vote for you enough to keep you in the fan cave, and eventually there will be one overall winner of the fan cave announced after the World Series. Wow. All right. Well, then shame on me for not doing my prior research. I, I was under the impression that it was similar to last year's deal with just uh, just the two going in there. So they've expanded it quite a bit. That That's a cool thing, I guess, both probably for their programming-wise as well as better chances for you, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of one of those things that I, I would almost prefer it just be two people, and I would just hope I would be in that top two, so I would be pretty comfortable knowing that I would at least be in New York City for the entire season. But, you know, I'm a really, really competitive guy, and uh, I try to do my best work all the time. And so uh, I've, I've never been scared of competition. So if it if I am fortunate enough and blessed enough to make it up to New York City, then, you know, game on. So how did you come up with the idea? Uh, your video is a, is a – admittedly, I've only watched the, the four videos of the, the four – Cardinal fans that are amongst the 50 finalists, and, and yours stands out obviously a little bit from the other three. Um, t- 
Tell us how you came up with the idea for that. Well, whenever they told me to do a video, my first thought was, and this is how I usually, if I'm given a project at work or in school or something like that, I think about how most people would do the project. And so when I was told make a two-minute video explaining why you're the most entertaining and deserving fan to be in the fan cave, the first thing I thought that most people would do would be they would sit in front of the camera and talk about themselves for two minutes. Maybe try to throw a few jokes in there, maybe play the guitar, maybe you know do a backflip, something. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do a rap video. <laughs> and I was just like, who cares? Because I didn't think for a second that Major League Baseball would watch my video because I knew last year they had 10,000 applicants. And little did I know that they would have 22,000 this year. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to make a video that my friends are going to like, that they're going to think is funny, and that they're going to be like, yep, that's typical Kyle, you know, making a video, making a fool of himself, just having a good time. And so, you know, I, I saw the Like a Boss video, and uh, I remember a couple of people doing parodies of that. And I'm like, I'm just going to do a Cardinals baseball parody of Like a Boss, and I'm going to enjoy myself while I do it. And then, you know, here we are. Major League Baseball liked it, and I've gotten a lot of great feedback from from friends and family, but even people that I don't know, like like you guys or people on Facebook or Twitter just saying, hey, this is the most creative video. We really like it. Uh, how did you come up with the idea? And I'm just kind of laughing to myself thinking, man, if I would have known that baseball was actually going to watch this video, I probably would have been curious. But I guess it worked out my favorite. <laughs> well, maybe if you don't, uh, maybe if you, if you unfortunately don't wind up in New York, you can have a burgeoning career as a, uh, as a rapper or, or – uh or writing for Weird Al or something. Yeah, I mean, I am pretty much a YouTube sensation at this point, so Rebecca Black needs to watch out because <laughs> I'm right. Well, Kyle, it's, you, you've definitely uh, got quite a bit of attention, and you you mentioned New York City. Is that a place you're familiar with, or is it going to be, if, if you get to go, is that going to be a, a real nice surprise in addition to the actual fan cave itself? Yeah, I mean, I've the most time I've spent in New York City was I – came in on an international flight into LaGuardia and then I took a bus to JFK and flew out. So I have literally not experienced New York city at all, but again, you know, from movies or from news or from anything, you know, New York city is one of the most amazing cities on the planet. And I've been to some other amazing cities. I've been to London, I've been to Rome, I've been to Osaka, Japan. And, um, you know, New York city is just one of those things that it's a bucket list thing for a lot of people. They want to live in New York city. And I don't, I don't know that I that was on my bucket list to live there, but I definitely wanted to go there and experience the culture because, you know, America's a melting pot and nowhere is that more apparent than in New York City. And so uh, it would be a great experience to, to live there and to work there and hopefully be there for a long time. All right, Kyle, one last question, and then we'll let you go. And this is the, the obvious one that I'm sure hopefully you saw coming. Why should folks vote for you to be in the MLB fan cave? I mean, the the main reason for me is I know that a lot of people that applied, um, they applied with the thought that, man, if I could get this, this would be so much fun, and, you know, I could tell all my friends about it, and my family can watch me on TV, and, you know, I you know maybe this will launch my career as a comedian or as a writer or as a host or something, but for me, it's very different. Uh, baseball has always been a passion of mine, uh, even from the time while I was playing and even since I've stopped playing baseball that it's just such an important part of who I am and my passions. And, you know, also I'm a very proud American and, you know, baseball is a part of the fabric of this country. Uh, just being, being such an old sport and being around for all the world wars and seeing America through, um, I mean, just, just remember what, 
Jack Buck did whenever we came back for the first games after September 11th, you know, whenever the, the Mets and the Yankees met in the World Series. Like, those are things that Americans remember and that has baseball written all over it. And for me, the game of baseball is where my passions and my skill set meet. And I truly feel that this is not just going to be a fun experience. This is not going to be like, oh, I get to meet Justin Verlander and maybe he'll sign a baseball for me and, you know, I get to do a skit with Big Poppy. This is going to be sending my life in a different direction where I will be pursuing a, a job and a future and a career in baseball and serving the game of baseball, whether that's for a particular team or for the, just the game in general. So I'm taking this very seriously. And so people always want to be a part of the winning team. They want to be a part of something that means something. They want to be a part of something positive. And if they're looking for that, I, I truly think that they should support me because I'm not going to squander this opportunity and do something silly and, you know, not work hard once I get there. I will absolutely try to see this opportunity through uh, to fruition. Well, i got to say, Kyle, that's an excellent answer. Real quick, I know uh, you mentioned earlier that uh, part of the part of the deal, part of what you're trying to do is, is get the word out and, and interact in social media, et cetera. So uh, if you would, tell our listeners real quickly. Um, obviously, they can go to MLB.com slash Fan Cave is where the voting has taken place. So, uh, folks, please, if you're listening, go there. Go to MLB.com slash Fan Cave. Click on the Vote Now link. takes you to uh, the videos of all 50 finalists. Kyle's is there. It's hilarious. I've seen it. Please watch it. You'll you're remiss if you don't. Kyle, how can folks find you otherwise? Uh, Twitter, Facebook, etc. Yeah, sure. Uh, they can just search for Kyle Thompson from Lawton, Oklahoma, on Facebook. And my Twitter handle is really simple. It's just Kyle underscore D, and that's D as in David underscore Thompson. So at Kyle underscore D underscore Thompson. I'm using the hashtag. Uh, you know, pound sign Kyle MLBFC. And uh, yeah, guys, I really appreciate this. And I mean, I even have a little bit more time. So if you want to talk a little bit about the upcoming season, I'll, I'll leave that to you because I have a little time and wouldn't mind talking about that. But yeah, feel free follow me on Facebook, follow me on Twitter. And uh, it's been really great meeting a lot of people that I don't know from around the country that are supporting my campaign. Well, that's interesting, Josh. Let's talk about the upcoming season because there hasn't been a lot to talk about in baseball lately, right? No, no, there did they is there was there even an off season? I I don't remember anything going on in the last few months. It's been pretty quiet overall. Not a lot of money being spent or anything. <laughs> well, let let's let's do that then, Kyle. Um obviously LaRusse is out, Duncan's out, Pujols is out, Matheny's in, Lilliquist in, Beltran in, Berkman, et cetera, et cetera. What are your expectations for the 2012 Cardinals? Are they better, or are they worse, or are they treading water? For me, um, this is one of the biggest question mark Cardinals teams that I've seen in a while. And the, the obvious thing here is because there's no steady guy to depend on in the three-hole that we've had for the past 11 years. And so that's going to be a transition. But anybody who thinks that the Cardinals are not going to be able to compete this year in a down NL Central, they just they haven't been following the game of baseball. Now, more, more than any other team that I can think of, the Cardinals will be depending on the health of veterans more so than most any other team. And that's, that's the thing, but if, if Holiday and Berkman and Carpenter and Wainwright and Beltron if they all stay healthy and Yadier Molina doesn't get banged up behind the plate and if Freeze can stay out of you know, injury trouble and have his first complete season in the major leagues, 
the Cardinals can run away with the NL Central. Now, I think the Central being so down with the Brewers losing Fielder and losing Braun for probably 50 games, they still have a decent team. But it really looks to me like it's going to be a two-horse race. It's going to be the Reds and the Cardinals. And I just think that the Cardinals have the experience. They have Wainwright coming back. Wainwright's incredibly motivated. You had that clown on ESPN that said Wainwright was the number three best third starter in the NL Central. And you're telling that to an ace? Now, I understand he came off of a major elbow surgery that, you know, time will tell how he comes off of off of that surgery. But I feel like the bullpen has solidified itself with Mott coming out of the 10 in the ninth. And, you know, it's a lot of question marks, like how are they going to transition to Matheny's style of leadership and managing? What is his style of leadership and managing? Is Beltran going to bat fifth? Is he going to bat second? So there's a lot of questions. But in terms of talent, in terms of what this team can do, I absolutely think they can make the playoffs, and subsequently you throw Karp, Wainwright, Garcia, and Loesch, potentially Oswald, out there in a short playoff series. Don't sleep on them in the playoffs either. Kyle, I see you uh, went back to your roots there, down there in uh, your part of Oklahoma, and you you threw uh, Oswald out there. Do you think a deal gets done? Do you think he'll be a Cardinal in 2012? You know, my gut feeling is no, probably not. Like, I think people are playing up too much that St. Louis is really close to his farm in Mississippi. Like, okay, like, look at what Jonas Apetis did. He signed with, other than Seattle, like, the farthest team away from his home country of Cuba. Like, everyone just assumed he was going to sign with the Miami Marlins when just because of proximity. So, I, I don't really know. Do the, do the Cardinals need to sign him? Absolutely not. But... Everything we heard about after they missed out on a, what was apparently the Pujol sweepstakes was that, okay, now we have a much more flexible team where we can build a better team and have more pieces. I mean, you go out and get Beltron, but if you have the available money in place, it would seem kind of silly if Oswald was out there and wanted to play for you to not try and see that out. Now, if Oswald's really asking for $10 million for one season for an aging arm and a question mark back, I don't know if I would go that far. and But the thing is, is if they clear McClellan out, if they trade McClellan, then they'll have a spot for Oswald. You know, Westbrook can go to the pin and maybe do some long relief or something like that. He looked good in the playoffs and in the World Series coming out of the pin. So, you know, we'll see. Yeah, Westbrook's definitely been the least consistent starting pitcher for the Cardinals uh, last year. Uh, so, you know, I think they've got some good chances. But, you know, Oswald, who knows? I, I think we're going to be incredibly competitive without him and uh, maybe a little bit more so with him. So all that said, uh, obviously, as you mentioned, the NL Central isn't the most competitive uh, division compared to the rest of the – well, it's competitive, but maybe a, a little less talent-laden than other divisions in baseball. So uh, – Lay it on the line here for us, Kyle. If if you're in New York come October, are you watching the Cardinals in this in the series again? I, I was asked this question yesterday. I did a radio show with uh, ESPN's KXCA down in uh, Lawton, Oklahoma, and we went through our our season's predictions. And a lot of people are going to think I'm crazy, and it's not just based off last year. But I think it's going to be a rematch in the World Series. I think the Rangers still have the best lineup in the entire American League. Uh, I think Josh Hamilton could stay clean and stay healthy. He could push for MVP again this year. Uh, I think putting Joe Nathan out there in the bullpen and moving Natalie Feliz is going to be interesting, but I think that they'll be fine out there. 
Um, and with the Cardinals, like I mentioned earlier, I think they make the playoffs. I think they win the Central. And then in a short series, I like their chances. And last year when they made the playoffs, you know, everyone was just happy they made it. The story was they made it on the last day. They came back and they made the playoffs. But, oh, ho-hum, they got to go to Philly and get beat down by the Phillies. And, you know, but it'll be a nice story. And we saw what Carpenter did. Like, he turned into a monster in game five in Philly and showed them, hey, give me a run and I'll give you the win. And, you know, you have that same type of guy, and he's not going to be asked to take on as much workload this year with Wainwright coming back and also if they do go and get Oswald. So in the short series, I like that staff. I like that experience. I like the aggressiveness of Mike Matheny, which is what I really think his style is going to be. He's a little bit more aggressive. And, you know, I think we're going to be watching the exact same World Series as we did last year, but hopefully with a less heart-wrenching ending, maybe some more comfortable (laughs) 8-2 game. Cardinals win it in like five or six, but we'll see. Well, in theory, the Cardinals should be even stronger in a short series this year because of improved starting pitching, right? Absolutely. And, you know, the offense, people want to say, oh, well, you're losing pools. Yes, we understand you cannot minimize the loss of a first ballot Hall of Famer who's had probably the best 11 seasons of anyone to start their career. But the Cardinals had the best offense in the National League last year while Albert was struggling. He struggled mightily into August, and, you know, he was one of the main reasons down the stretch that they made it as far as they did because of how hot he got. But that team, with great contact hitting by David Freeze and Yadier Molina, with the thump of Berkman, who was kind of the first half MVP for the National League, they had an amazing lineup. So if Beltran's healthy, if Alan Craig can come back and contribute as a every other day right fielder or a first baseman or something like that, you know, I don't think they'll they'll take a step back offensively because they they kind of experienced what life was going to be like without Albert the first three or four months of the season because Albert was not Albert. Great points. Great points. All right, so you heard it here first, Cardinals and Rangers rematch. Um, let's just fast forward to October and get it on. I'm sure. I'm sure. Let's go for it. <laughs> Well, Kyle, thanks again for joining us. Uh, we certainly appreciate chatting with you, and, and it's been a pleasure on our on our end. And uh, we look forward to seeing more from you in regards to the MLB Fan Cave, and uh, and hopefully we'll be able to catch up with you in a couple of months in New York. Sounds great. I'll I'll be keeping everybody updated on Twitter, and if I do end up making it up there, I wouldn't mind if this was a regular thing, fellas. Thank you. Great. Thank you. All right. See you. Thanks, Kyle. We're joined currently by uh, MLB Fan Cave finalist, finalist, Sam Springley. Uh, Sam, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, hey, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Um, everybody's got a story, right? Uh, obviously, we're having you on the show because you are, number one, a finalist for the Fan Cave, and number two, a Cardinals fan, being that we are a Cardinal-centric site. And uh, everybody's got their story. I've got mine. Josh has got his. Tell us how you came to be a Cardinals fan. Well, I, I became a Cardinals fan because of my father, uh, really, Uh it's as simple as that. Ever since he was born, raised in St. Louis, uh, 
and uh, went to University of Missouri St. Louis. I'm still there. So uh, I was born as soon as I was in diapers. All I remember wearing is Cardinals gear. Uh, it was a little challenging for me growing up in the uh, in the Northwest because uh, the Mariners back in the 90s had guys like Griffey and A-Rod and Buner and Randy Johnson, but uh, he got lucky with uh, Big Mac in that home run race in 98 with Sosa. Kind of uh, got me right on board the uh, the St. Louis bandwagon. So grew up in Idaho, right? And, and in Michigan now, uh, are, do you find it easier, obviously, I guess, to, to follow the Cardinals with the MLB.TV, extra innings, whatever it is, package? Oh, definitely, yeah. Me and my dad have had MLB.TV for the last five seasons now and uh i don't know we luck out it must be something with the system because we're both able to log into the the same account at the same time which is really (laughs) sweet so we're both usually every night uh the cardinals are playing we're usually on together Mm. just uh you know on the phone texting back and forth if one of us can't watch the game the other one's constantly sending updates uh because we're able to watch straight along with mlb.tv so it's made it's made being a cardinals fan uh easier than i you know probably would have been 10 years ago what do you think josh we might have to edit that part out in the interest of everybody's uh well-being and and doubling up on the mlb.tv there (laughs) we don't like to get anybody in trouble that's for sure so yeah hey i don't know we just both log in it works i don't know (laughs) what we try to do more than anything else is uh you know um get the story out there and we like to get pertinent stuff, but not anything that might uh, garner much, especially if MLB is going to be listening to this at all. <laughs> True. True. Well, Sam, uh, what made you decide, you know, obviously the fan cave has been around um, this past season. And from what Nick and I have found out, it's they're doing a different format this year. What what made you decide to, to take the leap and say, hey, this is something I think I want to pursue? Well, I knew I was graduating uh, come uh, December, which was which was uh, this past December, and I uh, I was watching the World Series. They kept putting those commercials up, like probably five, six a game that kept saying, hey, if you want to be in the fan cave next season, apply. So I did. I created a video. There was an essay involved, uh, submitted all that uh, right around the beginning of January, and just kind of sat around waiting. I figured, you know, it ended up being 22,000 people applied, so I... I didn't obviously know that at the time, but I was like, oh, I, I submitted it. We'll see what happens. I, you know, whatever. And uh, and then they called me and told me I was in the top 50 and I couldn't believe it. And uh, I think it's just an amazing opportunity, really. I All I've done basically my whole life is either play or watch baseball. Uh, spend a year actually coaching once, too. So to have the opportunity to just do that for a whole MLB season and have it also be a kind of a jump start for my career, uh, is is really a big a big uh, plus for me. So you talked about the application process and and what that entails the the application writing the video. Um, there's a part in your video that uh, I shouldn't say appeals, but I guess uh, speaks directly to me uh, as a Cardinal fan living in the Chicago area. Uh, you make mention at the end that your girlfriend's a Cubs fan. How does that go? Uh, it goes all right. She's not a huge, she's not a huge baseball fan slash Cubs fan. So she doesn't, she doesn't kill me with it. 
so I, I luck out there. Uh, but, uh, you know, she, uh, I don't even know. She, she lets me be in my Cardinals world half the time. And usually it's stuck in my room, but, uh, I don't know. We'll, we, we make it work, I guess. Uh, I like to knock on car or on Cubs fans though. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know. In my, I put, I re- recently posted a video online, uh, uh, in my obviously, I kind of give Cubs fans the benefit of the doubt, and uh, then uh, in this new video I did, I kind of made fun of Cubs fans for being slow. But uh, yeah, that's whatever. It is what it is. <laughs> I'm a Cardinals fan through and through. I can't, uh, I can't give uh, give credit to Cubs fans even even if they want it. What I will always tell uh, my friends uh, around me here that are Cubs fans that uh, they're dedicated and I'll give them that. They are. They are. I mean, after if I had to stand by a team that hasn't won in hundreds of years, I, I don't know. I might've given up, but uh, they got, <laughs> they got good camaraderie over there. Uh, you know, I've been over there in Chicago and when you're a Cubs fan, you're a Cubs fan. So I, I give them kudos for that. And really I'm a, I'm a baseball fan. My I'm live only two and a half, three hours away from Wrigley right now, so I'd love to make a game over there sometime. Uh, you know, just as a baseball fan. Obviously, when Cardinals are playing the Cubs, but uh, but as a baseball fan, you just gotta re- respect fans like that, respect uh, franchises that have uh, contributed so much to the game. Now, Sam, we know uh, that the process. There's 50 right now, and then next week they're going to cut 20 and there'll be 30 that goes to Arizona for spring training. Is that uh, correct? As far as where our understanding goes, that is correct. Yeah. The uh, voting ends here on the 22nd and they're going to select the top 30 from, from that to uh, move on to uh, Arizona where it's basically going to be a head to head competition between the remaining candidates uh, to go to the cave. Uh, They haven't told us yet. If we make it that far, what, uh, what that entails but we're guessing it's uh probably going to be doing stuff uh that we would be doing in the cave interacting with players uh maybe doing different video bits and uh and stuff like that so uh yeah voting ends the 22nd it's a it's a part of the overall uh decision factor as the top 30 also our original submissions still play a factor as well as the buzz we're able to generate with our campaigns uh going forward all right, Sam, we've talked a little bit about, uh, obviously, your pursuit of getting to New York and the fan cave. Let's talk a little bit about the Cardinals uh, and maybe how it relates to the fan cave. If Albert Pujols shows up in that place in New York, are you going to shake his hand? I will. You know, I will. I, As much as I was heartbroken when Albert left, uh, he he did so many great things for the Cardinals organization. I mean, he has been there half of my uh, life basically he was there playing for the Cardinals so I've grown up watching him uh, he plays the game the right way uh, yeah he went and pursued pursued the paycheck I guess but uh, in the end uh, my heart wishes him well and I know that the uh, the Cardinals organi- organization is definitely better off without being locked to a huge contract that he would have wanted for 10 years but uh, as a fan it's, it always hurts to see him go I, I gotta say I'm glad to hear you say that. I, my feelings are very similar. Um, I just you just never know 
which side of the uh, spectrum you're going to get with Cardinal fans, and, and not that one is right or wrong. And the way I've always explained it to folks and, and people who ask me is, obviously the heart wishes he was still in St. Louis. The head kind of realizes it might be for the better. So obviously uh, a, a an amazing run through the playoffs just to make the playoffs. They run the table, win the World Series in 2011. What are your expectations for the 2012 Cardinals now that Pujols is gone? Um, I, I expect them to be right back. I mean, well, let's look at the, the Central to begin with. I think the Reds have improved, but with Ryan, uh, Ryan Braun's status still up in the air, Prince Fielder's no longer there. Uh, obviously, Milwaukee was a team that gave the Cardinals some uh, some difficulties during the regular season, but we proved that we could we could beat them when we needed to. Uh, I feel like the Cardinals should be the big favorite to repeat or to win the Central, and you know I, I see them making it far with the return of Adam Wainwright. I think that gets overshadowed a lot now. People are starting to mention it that Albert didn't return, and Wainwright's starting to look good down uh, with down in Florida already since he's down there working out with the other pitchers. But uh, I think I think the Cardinals are going to be set up well. I mean, Adam Wainwright was that was probably. 10 to 15 more wins we could have gotten this year if we would have had him in the rotation if he had been anywhere near what he had been the previous two seasons where he had been runner-up for the Cy Young Award. And I think Carlos Beltran is a great addition. He even outperformed Albert this past season in, um, in some of the major offensive categories. So uh, if I think a big part is if Lance Berkman comes back and has a season anywhere near what he did uh, this past year, I think the Cardinals will be, will be sitting pretty well. Sam, uh, you know, you're obviously going to be kind of busy um, <laughs> this next week and then going into spring training. If, if you get a chance to kind of take a peek down there, especially if you're in Arizona looking across over there to Florida where the Cardinals are going to be, are there any either competitions or any surprise players you're kind of looking at to maybe jump up and, and either earn a roster spot or, or maybe just confirm that they need to be on that 25-man roster for the 2012 team? Um, I look, I think that uh, I know there's been a lot of talk, you know, with uh, uh, Tony Cruz, who's going to back up Yadier uh, Molina. And I think that uh, even though it looks like Tony Cruz is probably the favorite, uh I, I think that's a that's a decent battle. Uh, I think whoever gets that job uh, will learn from Yachty, especially because who knows if Yachty's going to be back next year. So I think that's a, a key battle. My heart goes with Tony Cruz. I just feel like he's got more versatility. Uh, I think that especially with Alan Craig, um, questionable possibly for the first month of the season, uh, he just offers a lot more as far as value. Uh, so I like him. And I'm excited always at spring training. I went down this past year. I enjoy just seeing uh, the progress of the young pitchers. I know uh, the club has a lot of high hopes, obviously, on on Shelby Miller. Um, like to see how he's come along. And uh, also, you know, always interested when it comes to Rule uh, rule 5 draft pickups. We had Barton a couple years ago, who I thought was interesting. And this year we got uh, Eric Kam- Kamatsu. So I'm kind of interested to see uh, how he does at camp and see if he makes the the roster coming out of spring training. Excellent observations all, I think. Uh, Sam, we're going to put you on the spot, and, and hopefully this is not a huge surprise, and, and maybe you expected this to be coming. Just to uh, kind of close things out here, 
the obvious question, why should our listeners vote for you to be in the MLB fan cave? Well, I think they should vote for me because I am a one diehard Cardinals fan. I, there's three other Cardinals fans who are in the running here, uh, and each of them I get I would assume bleeds uh, Cardinal red just as much as I do. But uh, I feel I'm very entertaining. I feel like I'm a a good representative of the St. Louis Cardinals. My dad, like I said, was born there. Uh, my mom was born out in the Midwest. I feel like I'm just uh, kind of grew up as if I lived out in the Midwest and. Uh, kind of represent the same good hard-working values that people there in the midwest uh kind of represent and i'm pretty even keel i don't like to uh to make a embarrass the cardinal fans i guess would be to say if i was there but uh also i have a lot of passion for the team so i'm willing to show that and i don't know i've been told i'm kind of funny so that's always <laughs> got to be a plus right certainly can't hurt anything in in the world of television i assume yeah well, we certainly appreciate your time, Sam. Um, we will let you go. Once again, we've been talking to Sam Springley, one of the 50 finalists for the MLB Fan Cave. Sam, uh, I know, again, one of the big things for you guys in terms of uh, how MLB is going to make their decision at who makes it to New York is uh, social media outreach and, and interaction with fans and that. So if you would... Uh, Anything that you want to tell our listeners, how to get a hold of you on Twitter, Facebook, anything like that? All right, yeah. Um, first of all, I would love if people wanted to follow me, uh, talk with me at uh, on Twitter. It's uh, My Twitter account is just at, and it's uh, Sam Springley. That's straight up my name, S-A-M-S-P-R-I-N-G-L-I. I'm guessing you guys will put something with my correct spelling on your website, <laughs> as well as people mess up the last name, so I uh, always got to make sure it's spelled right. And then... Uh, on Facebook, we also got a fan page going uh, that is Sam Springley for 2012 MLB Fan Cave. Uh, we post a lot of, me and my friends post a lot of uh, funny content and stuff on there, as well as just of a site where people can show up there and there's all the links to vote, all the links to everything else that uh, we've kind of got going as far as the campaign. So that's definitely a good spot to go if you're interested. And then obviously, uh, MLBFanCave.com to vote for your favorite candidate and hopefully... Hopefully that candidate's me, but uh, even if you have a different favorite candidate, just vote once every time you know you vote for them, and it'll even out. Absolutely, and, and I'm remiss in not providing that uh, information as well. Folks, go to MLB.com forward slash fan cave and click on the Vote Now button. You'll find the videos for all 50 finalists, uh, including Sam's, which is uh, a great entry. And Again, Sam, we appreciate your time. Uh, we look forward to seeing the results of the voting. Hopefully uh, you'll be in Arizona in, in a short amount of time. And maybe New York uh, come April and May, and, and we can catch up with you then. Yeah, that sounds great. I'll keep you guys posted, and uh, maybe I can come back on if I make it farther in this process. Great. Thanks, Sam. We appreciate it. All right. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Sam. back and now joined by another cardinal 2012 mlb fan cave finalist kelsey 
Shay Weiner. Did I kill your last name there too bad? Nope, you got it perfect. Awesome. Well, Kelsey, thanks for joining us. And uh, just tell me what your first reaction was when you found out you were a finalist. Oh, I was freaking out. <laughs> uh, I saw that it was a call from New York, and I was like, well, that's probably a wrong number or something. I didn't even answer it at first. I had to call them back, and then uh, well, she left a message saying, this is Stephanie from the MLB, and I was like, oh, no way. And so I freaked out got a hold of her i was so excited it was the best day <laughs> i i i can imagine um that it was you know i hate to say life-changing uh, because that's kind of a a different way to look at it but for you guys the way that they're doing things this year the changes how how aware were you that because they called you and said you're in the top 50 the other steps that went along with that or was that what that call was about from new york um, I mean, I knew there was going to be some kind of social media involved. And like when we first applied, they encourage you on the application to like tweet to them and stuff. So I kind of knew that was going to be involved. And they and she told me on the phone when she announced top 50, you know, you're going to want to get get the word out there and, and start reaching people through social media. But I don't think any of us had any of us contestants had any idea how far reaching this is going to go. Everyone is getting so much publicity. Oh, heck yeah, that's, uh, yeah. It's crazy. And and this is like a 24-7 job right now. I'm constantly, <laughs> when I'm away from my computer, I, I'm getting nervous. <laughs> well, I'm sure the, the good people at Disney down there in Orlando can appreciate the fact that uh, your multitasking skills are quite good getting ready for the final push. The 22nd is the, is, is the date, correct? Yes. Voting ends on the 22nd and then... We should find out top 30 within a few days from that. So what's that going to be like, that wait and see? Oh, it's going to be awful. I'm going to feel like I don't know if I should, like, still be on my computer all the time. I probably will be. I'm, like, hooked now. Uh, well, Kelsey, it, it can't just... be any worse than uh, Game 6 of last year's World Series. It can't be. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it'll be pro it'll be up there in the, in the nerve department. Well, you being uh... – a St. Louis kid and having some mm -hmm. uh, some appreciation for the Freese family. Uh, what was it like not just being there, but to be able to to know that that's something, uh, you know, either probably you probably weren't thinking about this process. But what what mm -hmm. is game six of the 2011 World Series going to mean for you when you when you look back? Oh, my. It was that was just one of the best nights of my life. And it was really funny for me because, uh, you know, I graduated in May and I was planning on moving to Orlando at some point, but I wasn't quite sure when it was going to happen. And I was a little frustrated because it kept getting pushed back and pushed back. And then, you know, October rolls around and the, you know, the Cardinals happen. And I, I was like, this is why, I kept getting pushed back. Like I'm supposed to be in St. Louis for a reason. And this is why. And it all culminated with game six and actually being there. I can't even explain it. It was just the coolest. And the fact that it was David freeze because his mom was my seventh grade English teacher. So it's just so perfect. And then all of that kind of led me to this and where I am now at the fan cave, because I don't think I would have applied if I wouldn't have seen all the advertisements and stuff. So it's really a crazy journey that I'm really uh, 
thankful to have gone through. Kelsey, congrats on the top 50 before I forget to do that. Well, thank and you. And I, I know that this has probably been brought up more times than you'd like to know, but mm-hmm. representing the female fan base and, and how big a Cardinals fan base there is and how wide-reaching, are you, are you mm-hmm. feeling any extra pressure? Um, There's a little bit of pressure. I feel... Uh, because I really, really do. I'm passionate about being a female baseball fan in general. Because I feel like this is a a growing population and one that's still underrepresented. So I feel very honored to have been chosen as someone to represent them. And then also to be the only female Cardinal fan in the top 50 is really crazy to me and really important. And um, and I've actually feel like I've been getting a decent amount of responses based on that that sole fact and. Um, and I've got, I've had a lot of people reach out to me saying, you know, you're a female Cardinals fan and, and I am too. And that's cool. So I feel very lucky to, to have that. And I do feel a little bit of extra pressure, but I think that I do represent that faction of fans very well. Well, I can tell you both my wife and my daughter, if it wasn't for them, I'm not sure if I could have made it through the world series and the playoffs and everything last year. So I mm-hmm. completely understand and I think it's a great boost to not only the, the city of St. Louis after what can only be described as a very different off season to have mm-hmm. four fans in the top 50 out of, was it around, I don't know the exact number, 22,000 plus maybe applied? 22,000 entries, yeah. That is, that is completely insane. So you decide to apply. Does your family, does your family mm-hmm. think you're nuts? A little bit. I, I, I think they were excited. I, I was when I first I remember sitting there and like my mom and my brother were in the room and there was a commercial for it. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to apply for that, you know, thinking, why not? Might as well give it a try. Yeah. You know, didn't think anything was going to come from it. And they're both like, OK, that's cool. You know, whatever. And then <laughs> and then everything that came from it. But they're so excited. I come from a baseball family. So everyone is just as excited as I am, and they're all cheering me on. So, Well, if, if anybody hasn't checked out your entry video or gone to mlbfancave.com or mlb.com slash fancave, mm-hmm. go and check out the top 50 videos, especially the Cardinals ones. You can vote as many times as you want, so it's not a, uh, you know, it, it, there isn't a limitation. It's not like voting for the All-Star game or something like that, and... Uh, for the, for our listeners that don't know exactly the top 30 get to go to Arizona and then it's not like last year where they're just going to pick two, is it? It's more of a real world type of deal. Yeah. They're kind of making a little reality show spin. Um, we're not quite sure how many people they're going to take yet. We've heard six, but we know that anything they tell us is tentative. And we kind of think, we're hoping at least, that they're, they're thinking of taking a few more, um, maybe somewhere in the 6 to 10 region. We really don't know. Um, but, yeah, and then there'll be contests throughout the season. So I, uh, from what I understand, people will get kicked out of the fan cave. So, ah. so the campaigning will never end. <laughs> well, that's what we're here for. We're... Uh... You know, we're, we are in support of not only your bid, Kelsey, but also for the the ability to have a, a Cardinals fan in the fan cave in 2012 to celebrate the World Series. 
how many questions are you expecting to get if you do make it to Arizona about A, Albert Pujols, and B, being the World Series champs? Well, I'm sure that'll be, yeah, that'll be a big topic. I'm already, um, all of us contestants have kind of been reaching out to each other online since we're all going through this crazy thing. And, and uh, I guess, unfortunately, they're all awesome. I love them all. So <laughs> bonding with the competition but i you say you that know, now kelsey you say that now exactly we'll see what happens if i get to arizona but <laughs> uh but it's been yeah that's been a big topic among them you know one of the first things when i uh when we started talking was so world series champion blah 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 you know so uh, i'm sure i'll get a lot of questions about that and i've gotten some things about albert as well uh so yeah those will be big topics well, you live in Orlando, obviously this, um, you know, this spring you're going to be busy, but you mm-hmm. know, that's one of the, the main hubs in Florida since there's not very many teams left out there. Um, mm-hmm. were, were you planning before all this to, to take in a couple of the games or maybe make a trip to South Florida to see the cards? Oh, absolutely. Uh, my grandparents actually, they go to spring training every awesome. year for like months. So yeah. So I was like, before this all happened, I was all excited because I'm only uh, two and a half hours away from Jupiter and I'm actually going there tonight to do an interview. Um, so, yeah, I was and I was planning on going. They have the autograph session on March 3rd and I really want to get David Freeze to sign my game six ticket. Go. This is like my goal. And uh, now I'm kind of hoping I'm going to be <laughs> elsewhere, but <laughs> I'm still going to get that autograph one way or another. I understand. No one, no one his mom might help you with that, too, if you had to. Uh... Right, and I've been trying to. Uh, we've lost touch over the years, and she doesn't work at the school that I went to anymore, LaSalle Springs. So I've been trying to find her email or something, also just to thank her because she, she was my English teacher, and writing was something I had to do to get into this. And she was one of the first people who got me excited about writing. So I've been trying to contact her, and I haven't been able to yet. So Mrs. Freeze, if you're listening, <laughs> probably flying under the radar a little bit. I'm. I'm sure she is. I'm imagining for the Freeze clan, uh, it's been an interesting couple of months, to say the least. Oh, I bet. Yeah. They've got to be crazy with him being the king of St. Louis and all. <laughs> we are with Kelsey Shea Weinrich, the top 50 finalist for the 2012 MLB Fan Cave. And, and Kelsey, I'm not going to keep you much longer. I just had a couple of questions about the, mm-hmm. the upcoming season and... and you know, I'm sure it all ties in for you. What is, in your opinion, the mm-hmm. the biggest thing that you'd like to see come out of the next month and a half down there at Jupiter? Um, I think for me, I really want to see Matheny, you know, get going as manager. I'd like to see him kind of settle in, find his style and stuff, since, you know, he is the skipper. And I know, like, everyone talked when he was playing about his leadership skills. And, it, and if anyone ever mentioned Mike Matheny, they were talking about leadership and what a great leader he was. And so I think this will be a really good job for him. Um, but obviously being a first time manager, I really want to see him settle in and uh, get into the groove and figure out, you know, what type of manager he's going to be. No, definitely. He, uh, he was an interesting selection, but one that, once everything was said and done, you can see that Mo had a a very vested interest in mm-hmm. this whole process and the fact that he had known since August 
Um, you know, I sh- I'm sure that gave him some thought as the Cardinals were. Uh, I, the only thing I can call it was their, you know, I, I'm not a big miracle fan, but I definitely think that uh, mm-hmm. the stars were aligned last year. Yeah, uh, definitely. Now I know you're a Yadier Molina fan. I I mentioned that I because that's that's my <laughs> girl's player and yeah. I I don't want to bring up any uh any any bad things here, but let's say that Yadi makes a trip to New York and you're there and he's not signed an extension yet. Is Kelsey going to be pushing okay. Yadi to uh to stay in St. Louis? Well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> That is definitely the answer that I wanted to hear because I probably have let my my girls influence me a little bit more than I normally would when uh-huh. it comes to this particular player. With Albert, I knew the money was going to get crazy, and I mm-hmm. I actually didn't want him to leave, but I had hoped that if it got to a certain point, the Cardinals would say, you know, that's just not possible because I knew about Yachty, Wainwright, Freese, a lot of guys that uh, – you know, the Cardinals aren't the Yankees, unfortunately, or Boston or exactly. one of those teams. So last question, Kelsey, and I know I know mm-hmm. you're probably expecting this. Mm-hmm. You got 50 finalists. You've talked to a lot of them. You said they're amazing. You mm-hmm. got that, that, the writing that helped you get there. What yes. is going to help you get to the fan cave over the other 49 or 45 or how many people they take this year? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I get asked this a lot, and in all my interviews I've been talking, you know, I'm a huge fan of the game, and I'm passionate about the Cardinals, and I've got personality, and I'm a performer and a writer. Um, but really, lately, what I've been really thinking about is is what I can offer that other people can't, because, you know, everyone has those skills. Um, all the contestants do. And I really feel like, um, first of all, I would really love to play a part in keeping baseball in the American spotlight and keeping it popular because uh, a lot of, a lot of times these days all you hear about is football. And, I mean, I know we're from St. Louis, so we hear about baseball all the time, but I'd really like to keep that, if I could play any kind of part in keeping baseball popular, I would really, really love to do that. Um, so I think I offer that, and I think I offer, too, the fact that, like, Cardinals fans, to me, are so different than any other kind of fan. Um, and, you know, they call us the best fans in baseball, and I don't know if people who haven't lived it lived a being a Cardinals fan can really understand that uh but I think that I very well represent the Cardinals fans and um and being yeah again being the only female Cardinal fan I I think that they have to have a Cardinals fan in the cave just because it's they're so different from any other type of fan and and we're really good people and why not take one of the best fans in baseball <laughs> that's that sounds good to me and and the fact that uh you got four Cardinals fans in the top 50. I think bodes well mm-hmm. to, you know, heck, you know, I, I can be greedy and let's go for a couple of Cardinals fans in there. You got to, if, if they're, yeah, that if, if they're making a contest, <laughs> Ivan, you guys got to stick together and get right there down there to the end. So yeah. we'll make alliances. <laughs> <laughs> I think somebody watches a little too much reality TV, but, uh, <laughs> I've been a survivor uh, fan. <laughs> I'll you know, I can get into some of them, and uh, I, I've th- that's just one that, for whatever reason, maybe just it, it when it first started, I, I was out of the country, and it just wasn't something mm-hmm. I got into. But yeah, I, I hear that a lot. So let's hope your survivor um, 
watching skills translate to <laughs> surviving in the fan cave, Kelsey. And tell everybody out there how to reach you with everything right. coming up. Yes, there's several ways. You can find me on Twitter, first of all. Um, my Twitter handle is KelseyShay11. And make sure you tweet the hashtag KShay4Cave. And then uh, you can also find my Facebook page, uh, Kelsey Shea for the MLB Fan Cave, and you can like that. And then uh, lastly, I have my blog, KelseyShayRoundingThird.webs.com. And so you can find some of my writing samples and stuff on there and, and my videos on there and, and vote on MLBFanCave.com. 22nd is the date. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. sure this next week is going to be hectic for you, Kelsey. We do appreciate you joining us. and I appreciate you having me. <laughs> if everything goes as you hope they do, we hope to have you back here on the Pitcher City podcast from New York City in uh, the upcoming months. Absolutely. Awesome. This is Kelsey Shea Weinrich, one of the top 50 finalists for the MLB Fan Cave. Go and vote. You can vote as many times as you like. And you can check her out, Twitter, Facebook, and her blog. Thank you very much, Kelsey. Thank you. Welcome back to you loyal listeners of the Pitchers Hit 8th podcast. We're joined currently by another MLB Fan Cave finalist. Nick Stratman joins us, and uh, Nick, you mentioned uh, bef- offline here before we got started that you're in baseball heaven. Can we assume that you're in Jupiter? Uh, you know, I'd say I'd say Pluto. You know, I'm out there right now. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm about as excited as I can be. It's just uh, even at this point, you know, with things not even being decided yet, it's a dream come true. It's just exciting to be a part of it right now. That's uh, the feedback that we've gotten from from most everyone we've talked to surrounding the fan cave. Um, let's back up a little bit and talk about uh, your, I guess not affiliation, but but uh, being a fan of the Cardinals. I know you're from around St. Louis. Um, everybody's mm-hmm. got their story of of how they became a Cardinals fan, or, or you know, for me it was it was just being brought up that way, living in the area, and and my dad a Cardinals fan, etc. What's uh What's your story about being a Cardinals fan? Well, I I don't know if I'd say I've got like one event that made me a Cardinals fan, but some of my earliest memories, and this is gonna sound kind of goofy, are uh, from preschool. I guess I really got that's when I first got into collecting baseball cards, because we you know we'd be sitting there sipping on our juice boxes, and then like a local police officer would come by, and they had these free baseball cards they'd give us. And of course, you know, they're, they're junk cards, but, uh, to me, I thought, oh my gosh, I just got a Ray Lankford police officer baseball card. And I just thought this was like, you know, the greatest thing of all time. And so me and the other kids at preschool would trade these cards up. And I guess if you want to say that's like where the seed was planted, that's probably it. But, uh, from there on, I, you know, my parents started taking me to ball games when I was about 10 every once in a while because we didn't live right in St. Louis. So I was just kind of becoming a fan when Ozzie Smith was like winding down his career. But, you know, just blossomed from those experiences, collecting cards, watching it on TV, going to a couple games here and there. That's kind of, you know, 
similar for me. I grew up right there uh, on on basically the the border war almost with uh, Cubs Cardinals land. So that was a a big thing for a lot of us too. Was you know trying to trying to get the whole collection. It didn't really matter who the Cardinal was. <laughs> so you know the junkie cards I'm talking about. <laughs> Very much so, you know, and I, I'm sure I made some just horrible lopsided deals just to, uh, <laughs> you know, get get some of my uh, get some of my guys that I wanted, no matter what I had to give up. So, yeah, uh, you know, it's uh, it, it does bring back memories, and I'm sure Nick, a lot of this whole process for you has has been kind of the same thing. What with the whole MLB fan cave experience, what made you decide to throw your hat in the ring, so to speak? Well, I'd say it definitely came down to uh, as much as I absolutely love the Cardinals, I really would call myself just like a baseball fan foremost, you know. And uh, even though I'm always going to root for my hometown team, I have just done anything I could to stay in touch with anything going on in Major League Baseball since I was a kid. And I realized pretty early on I'm kind of built like a stick. I don't have a I'm I'm not really built for hitting a ball out of a ball yard, so I decided I'm gonna have to try to find some other way to stay in touch with the game. And my whole life, I've done everything I could to follow along. I played baseball all through high school and grade school. When I got into college, I organized a wiffle ball league for like baseball enthusiasts, and it actually ended up growing into like a 75-person group. So that was pretty cool. Uh, I wrote a book about baseball in college. Uh, not just the Cardinals, but like baseball in general. And as soon as I graduated college, I managed to save up enough money to start my own website, and I've been blogging ever since. But uh, what really attracted me to the fan cave is that now this is an opportunity for me to not just follow along with baseball, but to really be a part of it. So I'm thrilled to be involved in this right now. Well, let's talk a little bit about the Cardinals and baseball then, uh, maybe even in general terms. Um Obviously, this has been a busy offseason for the Cardinals. What are your expectations for the team going into 2012? What do you what do you expect to be watching from the Cardinals if you make it to New York? You know, I've I've learned through experience that uh, whatever I predict, it it, <laughs> it seems like the Cardinals are going to do just the opposite. Because right now, I'm thinking the Cardinals actually don't look like they're in a bad spot to me. I know that everybody's worried that Albert's gone and that kind of thing, but I think Lance Berkman's going to make a fine transition at first base, and you know we've still got plenty of offense. The Cardinals were not hurting for offense last year, and I don't think they're going to this year either. And what I think, what I haven't heard a lot of people talking about is that Wainwright's coming back now. So I really don't think the Cardinals are going to do too poorly at all. Uh, I think they've got a, a chance to certainly be competitive. And uh, I definitely wouldn't wouldn't be surprised to see them in the playoffs a few months from now. Nick, you mentioned uh, with Albert being gone, well, his uh, seemingly connected best friend Yadier Molina is in much uh, a similar position. If you're the if you're in the front office, or as you said, as a as a just a baseball fan, are you hoping that the Cardinals and and Molina can come to some kind of agreement either before the season starts or maybe during the season? a la what either Berkman or, or Jaime Garcia did. Oh, yeah, I think absolutely. I, if it was me, I'd be doing anything I could to hold on to a player like Yachty because, I mean, the catcher really is the center point of any baseball team, 
And I think Molina is the best catcher in the National League uh, myself. He's, he's excellent on defense, and I think he calls a great game. And it's for those two, I mean, let alone his leadership. And, you know, he's a fan favorite, so that factors in too. But just for his intelligence as a ball player, I'd say the Cardinals have got to make sure they get him. I'd, I'd say he's almost as much. I mean, Albert was the face of the franchise, but I really think Molina was the brains of the operation. So I'd be doing anything I could to hold on to him. That's an interesting viewpoint, and one that I think it gets overlooked from time to time is, you know, everyone talks about Dave Duncan and the impact that he had on the pitching staff and Tony La Russa and the impact that he had on the team. And, and obviously you watch Molina during a game. He's consistently looking over at the dugout. Uh, but really, just as the quarterback's a, a general of the team on the field in football, it could be argued that the catcher is that way in baseball, right? Oh yeah, I I think definitely they're the ones that are calling the calling every pitch the pitcher throws, and they're the ones that are trying to send signals to everybody else to let everybody know what's going on out in the field on you know infield outfield. So yeah, certainly I think the catcher is the most important position on the on the ball diamond. All right, Nick. Well, we watched your video over at uh, the Fan Cave Weds website and. Again, folks, for you listening, uh, if you haven't already been to MLB.com slash FanCave, get over there, watch the videos, particularly of, of our four Cardinal fans that are amongst the 50 finalists. Uh, and, and Nick's in particular is interesting uh, just in the – you took a little bit more of a, of a production uh, uh, kind of a, a skit approach to it. And then there's the Periscope. <laughs> yeah and then there's the periscope <laughs> were you able to actually see you know i i obviously saw the photo uh at the end of your video where uh you clearly garnered some attention with that thing were you able to actually see anything yeah that that's the question that everybody was asking me and i was actually able to see every single part of that field except for one little section in right field uh, so I was blocked off there, but I was able to watch the whole game. And actually, I uh, I think it was more fun that way. I, that was the most enjoyable game I've ever had. I mean, due to the outcome, of course. But watching it through that periscope, I had a crowd of about 150 people just packed around me that entire game. And I ended up kind of becoming like the amateur announcer because everybody would be standing out there, and they had no idea what was going on. So I'd be watching and I'd be able to tell him, okay, all right, Matt Holiday's on third. This is looking good. And then, you know, he got picked off there late in, in the game in game six. And I have to tell him, oh, he's, they picked him off, guys. And so, it, you know, everybody is upset. But getting the, like, scream out, it's a home run when Freeze hit that bomb in the 11th, that was awesome because that's what set everybody off and everything uh, outside the stadium right around me, of course. But, yeah, that was it was very exciting. And I could see him. They're about everybody looked like they're about half an inch tall, but <laughs> I just I figure baseball's a game of inches, they say, so there was no better way to watch it. And no unwanted attention from uh from St. Louis's finest. No, actually there wasn't at all. I had I actually had a couple uh officers come up and ask me what it was and when I told them they wanted to look through it. So <laughs> they they got in on it as well. It was the that was the second time I've ever 
done the Periscope thing. I, I decided to do it again because I did it when the Cardinals hosted the All-Star game a few years ago. That time I did get stopped by some police officers because the president was throwing out the first pitch. Mm-hmm. And I think they wanted to make sure I wasn't uh, some kind of loony man running <laughs> around the stadium there. So they they checked it out what I was doing and they were all all excited about it. So. Nick, that's a that's a, a great intro into what I wanted to bring up. It sounds like from what we're what we're hearing, uh, not only is this the home stretch, but it's going to be kind of crazy down there at spring training in Arizona. What uh, what I, I don't want you to give away any tricks that you might have have up your sleeve, but uh, with thirty people fighting for an, an unknown at this time number of spots in New York, uh, are are you are you planning on uh, really kind of pulling out all the stops or is it mainly just kind of getting down there and seeing how the whole experience is since this has never been done before? Uh, you know, that's a good question, but I, I, I can't reveal too much, but <laughs> yeah, I, I, I definitely plan on going all out with this. I've, I've been, uh, sleeping a lot, not very much this week, just, you know, constantly scheming and planning what's my next move. And actually, I'm getting ready to unveil another video that I put together uh, on the Fan Caves page and on uh, on my Facebook page and on Twitter and everything, uh, just to show the kind of creativity that I'm going to try to bring to the Fan Cave. But yeah, I'm I'm definitely not stopping. I'm giving it all I've got. All right, Nick. Well, we certainly appreciate your time, and and it's it's time for the one question that we've asked of of all of the finalists that we've talked to and probably the one that i'd guess by now you come to expect why should folks vote for you to be in the mlb fan cave i think everybody ought to vote for me for the fan cave because i can guarantee that i am not going to be the biased guy who's going to talk about the cardinals and hate on everybody else i am truly a baseball fan and I know what I'm talking about when I talk about any team or any time period with the game. And I think my video definitely shows, and the one that I'm going to uh, unveil soon here, is going to show that I'm a creative guy and I've got the personality they're looking for. I don't mind uh, laughing. And as you'll see in my video that I'm going to bring out here, I, I'm not even afraid to let somebody give me an atomic wedgie. So uh, I've, I've got the knowledge and the experience and the personality to to make the perfect caveman, I think. Well, that's quite the teaser, I must say. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's kind of what we we like here at the Pitcher City <laughs> Podcast is the, the the info that nobody else has. So, well, you got it. You're the first to know. There you go. Breaking news, folks. Breaking news. Look for the atomic wedgie on uh, Mr. <laughs> Stratman's next video. Well, Nick, again, we appreciate your time. Uh, thanks for joining us. We won't keep you too much. I know that uh, if uh, if your experience with this has been similar to uh, the other folks that we've talked to, I'm sure there's plenty of demands on your time right now. So, again, we appreciate uh, taking a few with us. Real quickly, uh, again, because we know that, that your interaction with fans and, and – getting your name out there is, is a big part of the thing. Why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you and, and get in touch with you, uh, whether Twitter, Facebook, however however you want to reach out. Okay, yeah, that'd be great. Thanks. Uh, they can follow me on Twitter, just at Nick Strotman. My name's kind of spelled kind of crazy. Strotman's got two A's uh, in the middle there and two N's at the end. 
So they can find me on Twitter at Nick Stratman. Uh, they can hit me up on Facebook, same name. Uh, I try to keep it consistent so I'd be easy to find. And actually what I'd, what I'd really like is for anybody to get on the Fan Cave's Facebook page and just write in, hey, I voted for Nick, his video's awesome, whatever. Uh, anything like that would be as helpful as any votes they can do. Very good. Well, you got it. This will uh, this will reach at, at least. I, I think we've got four or five people that listen on a regular basis. So um, you can sometimes keep... six. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can add me to the list. I'll be in there now too. Very good. Well, again, we appreciate your time. Uh, we'll let you go. Good luck this week, and uh, and hopefully we'll be able to catch up with you later uh, from New York. Yeah, you bet. I'll see you there. Thanks, Nick. back no more interviews it's just josh and i uh josh had a blast talking to those four you know i've learned so much uh just in in the last four interviews that we've done when i really thought that i kind of had a good scope on baseball and the workings of baseball and you know we've talked to enough people in the game and around the game but uh this is this is a real cool thing that they're doing i'm i'm excited uh i don't personally get the MLB channel, but I'm sure I can follow along online and uh, see how everything goes. And, and it, it, the, the cool thing for me is this is almost for this select group of 50, this is almost like their own little MLB draft in a way. They don't know exactly <laughs> what's going on or how they're going to find out or anything like that. Sure. But to me, that's, that's pretty exciting. because we've gotten to know these four and um, I'm definitely going to be checking in to see how, how far they make in the process. Yeah. Right. Right, and obviously, as you heard us say in one or two of the interviews uh, before we finally kind of got the process down, uh, I obviously had not done my due diligence prior to the first interview and just kind of went in expecting that things were going the same as last year, but it's, it's a totally different deal. You know, they're, they're slowly weeding down the number of applicants, and obviously I think they, they had to make a switch up there as, you know, what, what did they have – eight or 10,000 applicants last year and 22,000 plus this year. So uh, a bit of a different evaluation process. And then uh, more than two folks in that fan cave, they're going to put a whole bunch of people in there and make them, uh, make them earn their keep in there. It sounds like. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> I think I, I, I'm not sure. Uh, you know, obviously MLB's given some thought to this, but uh, maybe like you said, they weren't expecting twice the number of applicants and uh, I think a lot of people followed along and, and realized that this is not just a uh, an experience. This, from what we're hearing, um, a, a lot of the, a lot of these finalists are are really hoping that this is they can use it almost as a springboard, and maybe allow the the real world in a way there to uh, get into the game and stay in the game. Sure, sure, and and why not? You know, have some ambition about Heck it. Yeah. Have some ambition about it. So, what better way to get some publicity and, and get your name out there and and uh, show 
all the teams and all the, the sports world what you can do and what talents you have. Indeed. So, again, folks, if you haven't already, we urge you to go to MLB.com forward slash fan cave. Uh, click on the vote now button. Vote for these folks. You can hear from the interview. I, I think there's not a one of them not worthy of your vote. And the best part is, Josh, we don't have to decide on just one. Nope. Nope. I really would like, uh, I, I, you know, I'm, uh, as our last, uh, as our last interview said, uh, he, he might be more of a baseball fan than strictly a Cardinals fan, but I'm, I'm pretty greedy. I wouldn't mind seeing all four make it. Absolutely. The top 30. Absolutely. So, and that's the thing, folks, you can vote as many times as you want for as many of the finalists as you want, but why would you vote for the folks that aren't Cardinals fans? Exactly. I haven't even I haven't even checked out any of the other videos, tell you the truth. And that's the other thing, folks. Keep an eye on that website. It sounds like uh, they're going to continue to post additional videos. Um, you can also uh, get in touch with all the Cardinal Fan Cave finalists that we talk to on their Facebook pages, uh, on Twitter, and that's all in those interviews. And, and we'll make sure that it's on the post that accompanies the uh, the podcast here. But please vote. Go and vote for these folks and, and make a difference for them as well as get somebody uh, – let's get somebody in there who is a Cardinals fan and, and can can bring us that slant from the fan cave in New York. Um, you know, love it or hate it, I know there's a, there's a, a certain back and forth about the fan cave and, and whether or not uh, it's a worthwhile thing or, or how it's operated and everybody's got their own – uh, opinions on on what should happen, but uh, in any case, we've got Cardinals fans, great Cardinals fans that want to be in that place in New York. So let's send them there. Any housekeeping to take care of, Josh? As as far as I'm concerned, the the Cardinals team, especially the pitchers and catchers that reported, I I don't foresee uh, many many surprises, and from everything I've read so far. The new manager, Mike Matheny, is kind of keeping things on point, and uh, uh, you know he got a few competitions here and there, but for the most part, man, uh, it sounds like everybody's hungry. Most of the pitchers actually reported early. A lot of the position players are already in Jupiter, and <laughs> they might be the world champs, Nick, but they are not. Uh, they are not satisfied yet. Definitely not. That's a good thing. Our musical guest, as always, has been Stoffma. You can find them uh, staroffmachine.com, and you can also find them on Twitter at Stoffma, S-T-O-F-M-A. Uh, once again, we'll have the uh, contact information, Twitter accounts at least, for uh, all of our Cardinal Fan Cave finalists up on the website. And uh, I reckon the next time we'll talk to you, there will be live baseball being played. That's a very good possibility. Thanks for listening, folks. This has been episode number 11 of the Pitchers Hit 8th podcast. We talked to the four Cardinal Fan Cave finalists, and uh, hopefully you will vote for them, mlb.com slash fan cave. Hopefully you will come back for, for more information, uh, not only on the goings-on with the Fan Cave voting, but also spring training from Jupiter for the uh, for the Cardinals at pitchershit8.com and we'll talk to you again very soon thanks Josh I had a lot of fun Nick